Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Bossy Books. My name's Minju and I'm joined by my friend Heather all the way in Korea. Hi Heather. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, um, to talk about another book this month. Um, this edition is a special one if it ever makes it online <laughs> um, in that it is Heather's uh, maternity leave special. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's so, official title. Yes, it is. It's the maternity <laughs> leave special edition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Yeah. You know, we don't know if we will ever hear from Heather again, whether this oh, will happen gosh. again. If, um, yeah, her opinions might change, her voice might change. I don't know. <laughs> what happens after you have a baby? Radical things everything. can happen, right? They say everything changes. So everything yeah. changes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, if this somehow makes it online, because Heather yeah. has, Heather's the one that edits these things. Um, and yeah, she probably, is very heavily probably pregnant. Probably should, so. should have trained you, done some um, handover no, 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 on no, the no, editing just, response. Oh, oh, yeah, like maternity leave? <laughs> yeah. No, that means I should have just found someone to replace you. You just don't. I know you just don't want to do the editing work. It's okay. <laughs> that's why I never even suggested it. No, we need to Fine. find a contracted position. That's what happens yeah, in workplaces. That's, that's true. Anyway, sorry. I totally skipped into maternity leave. But um, if you're a first-time <laughs> listener, <laughs> which I think that rarely happens now. But um, anyways, maybe when you come back from maternity leave, we can rethink, rethink this marketing campaign. But... Um, Bossy Books is a podcast about books. It's about two women who talk about books. Um, that's us. And we choose a book each It's time. pretty simple. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And, um, <laughs> people keep listening and it's a bit of a mystery, but um, thanks. And hi, hope you enjoy this one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this podcast ran out of steam very quickly. <laughs> And that's it. No, um, Heather, do you want to introduce our book for this podcast? Okay, so um, after a few months of doing kind of light reading slash children's and young adult, mm-hmm. we did we did like young adult last time, and then before that a children's book, and then I feel like the um, couple of books we did before that were a bit on the lighter side as well, yeah. um, because reading this book it felt like. Oh, I felt I, I had a bit of like, I don't know, culture <laughs> shock or reader shock. It was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot how, what it felt like to read a grown up book, you know, <laughs> because, yeah, we don't read any other books to, apart from this podcast. Yeah, I was sadly, ask, have you been reading anything else? Um, only a book about birth pain management. Oh, my <laughs> lordy. Yeah. So apart I from see. that, um, no, sadly. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was nice to kind of get, I was afraid actually that it was going to be too much for my heavily pregnant brain, but it was Mm. actually really nice to get into, um, a proper adult book. Mm -hmm. And so the book that we chose, we, um, decided to finally tackle, uh, our nemesis. No, not really. (laughs) He's been talked about a lot on this podcast, like every now and then. Which is strange because, wait, this is your first of his books, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So we him. really, we really had no reason to dislike him, but for some reason, like we made him an enemy of the podcast. But anyway, yeah. the author we're talking about is um, Haruki Murakami, who's a Japanese author. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very popular. 
a cult yeah. favorite. Yeah. Uh, and we did his most recent novel, which came out, I think, in 2013, uh, called Colorless Sukuru Tazaki and His Years of Pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. which is kind of a mouthful. But uh, mm-hmm. basically, um, the book follows the story of a 36-year-old train station engineer named Sukuru Tazaki mm-hmm. and a pilgrimage that he embarks on in order to solve a mystery from his past um, that he's tried to forget but has always haunted him. So yeah. Sukuru grew up in Nagoya with a group of four other friends, two boys, Aka and Ao, Ao, and mm-hmm. two girls, Shiro and Kuru. And all four of these friends had a color as a part of their surnames, except Sukuru, hence why he is the colorless one. Yeah. Um, so he eventually moves to Tokyo to study. And on one of his trips back to his hometown during his college years, his friends just suddenly cut him off, telling him that they should no longer contact them. And he's, so t- he's just completely stunned by this this ditching that he doesn't even question what went wrong until many years later when he starts dating a woman, another character named Sarah, who straight up tells him that he has emotional issues that he needs to figure out. And so this begins his pilgrimage that takes him back to his hometown and then all the way to Finland to find these lost friends and finally figure Mm. out why they brutally ditched him Mm. all those many years ago. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mindy, this is your first... Murakami and mm-hmm. um, you, you know you I hadn't had a positive experience with him in the past but like what were your kind of expectations going into this book how many Murakamis have you read only one okay, okay. I one remember disli- disliking it very very strongly okay um, it was called Norwegian Wood oh okay that's quite famous yeah. I think, I think yeah. I've heard of that one Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in my mind, I imagine Murakami to be like very postmodern and like symbolic, mm. but also mm-hmm. too, also like just too much symbols that like it kind of doesn't make sense and it's all airy fairy and like feely and poetic and like just too up in the clouds for me. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? And mm. um, everything's up to interpretation and um, little clues and just very like, yeah, post post postmodern you know kind yeah. of um and like yeah i think to some people the writing might seem like really smart or clever or wise or deep but really it's just like fluff or something like that's uh-huh, the kind uh-huh. of like impression i had about murakami um, yeah. and those are the kind of things i dislike in books movies people <laughs> I don't know. Um, as a, you know, I mean, I'm a nonfiction reader mostly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not surprising. You don't appreciate um, things that are like very far removed from reality. No, I mean, yeah. no, usually no. So, yeah, I, I, and then, I don't know. So we decided to read this book and it was highly rated as most of Murakami's books are. So I, I was kind of like, okay, it can't be that bad. Like a lot of people like it, right? So I just yeah. started reading it. Um, and it was, I don't know, should we, should, do you want me to just start? <laughs> yeah, go straight yeah. into it. Yeah, so I like really got into it. So mm. I actually finished it in like two and a half days. And oh, like just, wow. Yeah, I zoomed through it. I was like really uh-huh. into the story and I really wanted to know why um, he got abandoned. And then there's this yeah. um, um, there's this other friend he makes as well called Haida and like yeah. something really weird happens with him as well. And I was just like, there's a loose end with his friend Haida from college and then mm. there's a loose end with the high school person and then there's a loose end with Sarah because um, 
he like falls in love with her and he thinks she's dating someone else and yeah. you know, he wants to find out and stuff like that. So anyway, so like all these things kind of just kept me going. Um, though I was pretty like disturbed by some of his like dreams and visions and stuff, uh-huh. which apparently is very classic Murakami. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, which I did not enjoy that much, but anyways. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so it kept me going and I was really like interested. I read it on my lunch hour, like, um, walking to the station, walking to work. Like I was just like always glued on it. Like yeah. the pages turning. I yeah. thought he was a, like, he was a pretty engaging writer. The story mm. seemed interesting enough though. There are some like characters, relationships. You're just like, uh, not sure. Um, yeah. but yeah, it kept going. And then when it finished, I was like really angry at the ending or just because the book was over at the ending. Oh, okay. I was so angry. Like, I was pissed. I, oh, I wow. Because I felt like I wasted my whole time, like, being sucked in this book and, like, letting myself, like, get really attached to it. Uh-huh, Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? And then the ending's like that, and I was just like, this is BS. I was like, there should be a warning in the front of this book saying, like, warning, this book will epically waste your time. Do you know what, what? I mean? Wow, that's a very yeah. strong reaction. No, that's I a was, very strong I, reaction. I think it's because I was like really into the book, and then it just stopped uh, me. So I was just like, I see. super annoyed. So when it finished, I was just yeah. like, "What is this serious? Is this the ending? Like, is this the last page <laughs> of the book?" And the Kindle is like at ninety nine percent or something, yeah. and I'm just like, "No way!" Because it's what I hate the most: open endings, and there's so uh. many openings. Like, there's just no closure on anything. That's not true. I don't <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> so, I, and I, then I looked online and there's, like, conspiracy yeah. theories on, like, what they think happened and stuff. But it's still, oh, like, really? nowhere oh. near an ending. Like, it's not... And then, apparently, that's what you're meant to like about this book. It's meant to, like, make you go away and think about it and wonder what right. happened to them and stuff. But I'm yeah, so yeah, not yeah. into that. Like, that's not why I followed this. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, you're I meant see, to I end see, the story. So, to me, Murakami is just, like... He's dead to you now. He's no, like, he's, like... Dead. To me, he's, like, a wuss. Do you know what I mean? I, I find authors who can't end their books to be, like, to have no courage. Like, no backbone. That yeah. they just, like, tap out. And they yeah. don't have, like, the grit to stand up uh-huh. and finish the damn book, <laughs> is how I, I feel. See. I see. Yeah, I and see. so I'm just like, never again. I see. Yes. And this I is where think... the podcast ends, like. <laughs> I mean, Rachel, Rachel has nothing more to say. Um, I'll just hang up now and Heather can talk the rest of the book. Oh, gosh. Nah, they're interesting <laughs> points to talk about, but basically I felt really, like, cheated. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're right. There is a huge, like, open end at the end of the book. But I didn't I didn't see it so much as that. Because the main mystery, the mm. main mystery of, like, why his friends ditched him is solved. And to be honest... But it's not really solved. Because we don't understand why she did it. But we do understand why his friends cut him off. But it's still, like, to me, it doesn't... Maybe I wasn't convinced by it. So which mystery did you want to be solved? Like, did you want a resolution? Did you, so you wanted a resolution with Sakura's and Sarah's relationship. And you also wanted all the loose ends of the, the friend abandonment story to be tied as well. Well, 
I didn't need. I don't really need to know who killed. <laughs> There's a murderer <laughs> and a rapist in this story. Involved. Yeah, yeah. At, I didn't. At, yeah. Okay, I could have let go of the murderer. Okay. Okay. Um, and the rapist maybe, but okay. I didn't understand why Sukuru was accused. Right. And why her life ended up that way. Okay. Like there was just like way too many loose ends on that story. And uh-huh, I also uh-huh. grew to like really be interested in Haida, his unique uh-huh. friend. And yeah, yeah, he yeah. just left without any word. And that was yeah. it. Mm. Um, and there was that weird story he told about that old man exchanging yes. his life for death yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And I was just like, uh, and I, so I think I was really like naively maybe because I don't know Murakami and apparently this is just how he writes all the time which means uh-huh. like no one has like called him up on this but <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for like a beautiful tie-in like, oh. oh that's why that story was told oh, oh do you know what I mean like the, yes it didn't have to fully tie it but at least like yeah, 70% yeah. Yeah. and like make sense of all the loose ends I have been holding on to and I have be, I've been paying attention to but there's nothing like that do you know what I mean I see yeah yeah but I guess I, you were happy just to know that he was accused. Well, I think it's... I went into this story thinking that... Assuming that they weren't even going to solve that mystery. Oh my that God, was gonna, you had really that, no expectations. Yeah, because I, I think... I don't remember exactly why I hated Norwegian Wood so much. But it did have... It, it was in lines of what you said about your expectations. Like, it was kind of really airy fairy like mm. the characters were all blurry and a little kind of annoying in the sense that they their motives weren't explained and mm. they and like you just didn't understand why they did certain things and made certain choices yeah and um and too many things were left up in the air um and yes in that story too like people die people commit suicide and it's it's never really satisfactorily explained why mm. they did those things and so I came in think, <laughs> knowing the synopsis of this story, I was like, I was like, it's going to be one of those annoying things where there's this mystery hanging over the entire story and they, he never gets to the bottom of it. And we're never going to find anything. Yeah. He probably doesn't even bother asking them, you know? Wow, so he had really low expectations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I would describe it as low, but I just figured like that was like his style. Mm. Like that's his, his thing. And then, um... So it was surprising to me that that part of the story kind of moved so quickly. Mm. Like that, that was kind of the main action of the story that he Mm. was going to pursue his old friends, get in contact with them. Mm. Cause that just seems like a very like non, not that I know anything about Murakami, but it just seems like a very like non Murakami character thing to do. Mm. Like in my mind, the Murakami character just like, like, whines about it and laments over the trauma of being ditched by his friends and never thinks to look them up on Facebook and just hunt them down. Yeah. But what was really interesting was that, I guess, I mean, and I guess if Sukuru, he is kind of like that because in the many years that pass, he never does kind of look them up on Facebook until he meets this girl, Sarah, who's like, um, I can just like online stalk them for you and find them for you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was really refreshing. Yeah, which was yeah, really yeah. refreshing, yeah. And yeah. so, like, she, like, basically is almost like a PI and she finds out all this info about them, mm. gives it to him, and then, yeah, mm. he actually follows up and goes and visits them and talks to okay. them and finds out so I should exactly be pretty why. happy with that. Well, 
Yeah, I think like yeah, I, I, think, I think compared, I think compared to other, um, well, at least compared to Norwegian Wood, I think this one has more of a like a okay, grounding in reality. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and he gets his answers really quickly, like pretty much like the first guy he confronts, he just tells, tells him straight him out, yeah. oh, it's because Shiro, one of the girls, yeah. um, accused you of raping her. So that's yeah. the big thing. That's the yeah. big... Spoiler. Yeah. Too late. Yeah. Spoiler, but it happens yeah. like, what, in the middle of the book around yeah. there. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There are still some frustrating things about that, even though that truth is exposed. Like, for example... All of his friends like seem to kind of have known that it, it wasn't true, yeah. and yet they still never spoke to him for like yeah. all those years, even though they were like soulmate friends mm. for all of their childhood and high mm. school. And that that was a little bit like, and they didn't even get in contact with him when she died. And no, so th- those kinds of questions were like left unexplained mm. as well, you know. But I think because. I expected the whole style of the book and also the plot to be like shrouded in mystery. Mm. You know, I I didn't mind so much that certain loose loose ends were left loose. They're pretty gaping to me though, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's how he writes though. Like he doesn't like, in fact, I think the stronger part of his, these books are the parts that are left a mystery. Like, don't you think like, the parts of the book that kind of keep you, like, kind of stay with you. Like, for example, you mentioned the friendship that he has with that Haida guy. And also the story that Haida tells about, the jazz pianist. Those are kind of the ones that leave an impression because they are left with a sense of mystery rather than... because I'm pissed off. (laughs) No! Okay. (laughs) All right, if that's his tactic, fine. So, like, the only feeling it leaves you is is anger. Yeah, like, what the heck? Okay, okay, so then that makes me think, what was the point of this book? Do you know what I mean? Like, what was yeah. the point? Why did he even... What, what is this the whole thing about? Do you know what I mean? At least yeah. if there was, like, a takeaway, like... like <laughs> takeaway? Yeah, like a friend... <laughs> something about friendship or, like, some theme about, uh-huh. like... Um, I don't know, but there's nothing yeah. to me. There's no theme... There's no, yeah, there's no takeaway. Yeah. It's all very odd and it's all very a waste of time. Like, I don't know what benefit Uh, it did for my soul, my life, my mental, (laughs) my creativity, like any aspect than just to be like, this sucks. Yeah, I don't think Murakami is the kind of author who aims to give his readers a takeaway or like a lesson or like a main point. I think he is probably wants people to just enjoy the journey and and it's like his books are kind of like a like a meditation like you might not leave feeling enlightened in a specific way but there's something to be enjoyed in the way he writes and what he writes about I'm kind yeah. of just making this up no I, I mean I okay. understand yeah if anything cool. I was thinking <laughs> A person, like, I think the person who would enjoy reading this book the most would be, like, a very lonely middle-aged man who has a lot of regrets. Because I think okay. a lot of a lot of the stuff that he talks about and the stuff that Sakura goes through would hit emotional points for, yeah. for that kind of reader. Because, you know, Sakura is this, like... He always describes himself as colourless and boring and ordinary. Yeah, he's, like, and introverted. Plain. 
He's just like a plain Japanese man in busy Tokyo, like someone who yeah. would never give him a second look, and he just lives his orderly life. Yeah, doesn't have like a social life, you know. Does yeah. al- always does his laundry on the same days, and he has his like routines. And he he is kind of boring, but then there are these <laughs> there are these women in his life who somehow, for whatever reason, like are attracted to him and tell him like, "Oh no, you're not boring." you're handsome and I find you very interesting, which I'm just like, no, he's not interested. There's nothing about him really. That's, that's interesting, but I guess a boring old, okay, not old, like a boring, bored, middle-aged man reading this book would make them think that, Oh, maybe there is something deep and interesting about me. Or something someone might find about me or something. Yeah. That's someone. So is this some kind of like book for like, middle-aged lonely men who have like insecurities well i wouldn't be surprised if that was his main um readership and maybe maybe not even middle-aged men but just like guys in general because i remember the people who recommended norwegian wood were guys okay and maybe that's they huh maybe they are sad yeah i'm saying this that's sad that's this whole thing is sad (laughs) um yeah, and because, so and if anything, yeah. yeah. What were you gonna Keep say? Going. No, no, no. Oh no, I was gonna say if there is any kind of like lesson or whatever takeaway, as you said, mm. to this book, I mm. think it's kind of like Sukuru's emotional maturity. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because yeah. even though at the end he doesn't, it doesn't. It's not clear whether he does end up with Sarah or not. Yeah, it's like he has finally addressed and acknowledged this pain that he's carried with him his whole life yeah, and he's dealing with it. And now he's able to actually feel real emotions. And he realizes that he's in love with her and he doesn't want yeah. to let her go. Yeah. And he Which becomes... is quite bold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like way bolder than he is. Yeah, Cause he brings her in, in the life. middle of the night and stuff. Yeah. And like, saying, he would like, never love do you. something like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's a yeah. risk because he knows that she's also seeing someone else. Mm. And so yeah, I guess there's some lame character development. Exactly, but it doesn't interest. I think it doesn't interest us that much because okay. honestly, like, um, as like, I think Sakura is probably the least interesting yeah. character. He's yeah. kind. Of, we're more interested in finding out about Shiro yeah, and Haida yeah. and yeah. you know th- those those people. But sure. like, like Sakura's emotional development, like, we don't care. No, no, no. <laughs> not interested. I think I'm pretty convinced by your what you're saying about like yeah probably men will enjoy this book more especially yeah. because yeah what you're saying about they'll probably relate to being like this kind of like closed off Asian man mm. or whatever with mm. like stunted mm. emotional growth which lots yeah. of suffer from yeah um, they probably feel trapped in their own cages but like yeah. and also the writing is quite patriarchal like. <laughs> All the women are like, it's all about their the physical slender body. Huh? Yeah. Their slender necks. He hugs yeah. his friend and all, all he, he hugs his friend like three <laughs> times. Airy in, um, yeah. what's her other name? Anyways, in Finland. And all he yeah. talks about is her breasts. Yeah. Like, he just repeatedly her, mentions yeah, her, the yeah, feeling her, of her breasts. Her firm, full breasts. Yeah. Motherhood firm breasts or something like <laughs> pressing upon him and how he feels comforted by that and stuff. And I'm like, and he has yep. so many like messed up sexual dreams about yep. his friends again and again. Yep. And like also some like 
gay dreams with Haida as well, mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. one major one and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, maybe like men are probably like, this is cool. <laughs> Not cool, but like, yeah, like I get this. They get it. You know, yeah, that, but do you think men yeah. are that obsessed with breasts? I, I think so. They must be. <laughs> Um, seriously there's no not one intelligent woman in here well okay not intelligent but they might be intelligent in their own right but there's no one woman that superior treats as more than like a body yeah there's no real three-dimensional woman even sarah his girlfriend all he talks about is how well she dresses like she has expensive taste in clothes yeah and stuff and i'm just like what is this and so even those kind of things i thought was going to make sense Oh, like they would be explained somehow. Like, oh, okay. Maybe the expensive thing is that, or like, no, maybe <laughs> the expensive clothes is that she was seeing that older man who could like afford them for her. Maybe, but I think he just liked her clothes because. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, Anyways. I have to read this. I was like, yeah. I was, I was debating whether to read this quote, but now that you mention it, like yeah. this is basically the peak of the kind of the, the. I guess misogynistic is a little bit extreme, but yeah, as you said, yeah. like the patriarchal way that like traditional way he to be thinks. a woman. Yeah. yeah. So he, he says he has a, I think he has like a, maybe he has a dream, but then he says, and right then, as if remembering to do so, he had an erection, a heroic, perfect, rock hard erection. So massively hard, he could barely believe it. <laughs> Oh this was after that... he fails to with his girlfriend, right? Oh, yeah. He fails yeah, to with Sarah. That. And then yeah. later on he gets it. And then as if to make up for the fact that he failed as a man, he has yeah. a perfect massive one. Yeah. And we have to go on <laughs> describing how victorious it is. I had to. That just made me laugh. I oh, was my like, gosh. Wow. Okay. Only a man Seriously, would write like that. I, that's true. <laughs> and I was willing to like just look over all these like sexual blatant references continually throughout the book if everything was gonna make sense but it didn't and i think in some ways yeah yeah, the writing about like the sex and the women is kind of like looking at like an old man's porn magazine like it's very like it's not classily done i don't it is jarring because the rest the rest of his writing like the majority of his writing is quite like it is meditative and and kind of gentle and then yeah, and suddenly, it's about deep things about like freedom and memories and history and you yeah, know there's like then, lines like that you know yeah but then all of a sudden there's this like very gratuitous hmm. like uh like sex dream or in this case they are dreams but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that kind of really like they're a bit they're a bit shocking and seem out of place yeah but i th- i don't know like that I was thinking it reminded me a little bit of the other like Asian fiction that we've read, like the vegetarian, which oh, is yeah, more yeah. of that, obviously. I know, and yeah. um, and That's even right. the other one we read, like Your Republic is Calling You, um, where like the most of the book has a kind of very like is is very gentle, but mm. then these the sex parts of it are oh, like almost like violent, you know? Mm. Like it's it's I don't remember yeah. the Republic one. The, you know how his his wife like goes and has an orgy with those two young men in that in that no. book. Okay, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's how, it can it can reveal a lot. Like what you do, do and do not remember Asian about thing? a book. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Like, maybe it is. Because, you know, yeah. everyone talks about how Asian societies are, like, suppressed sexually. Yeah, so when so it, it just, come, when it when just it comes, comes out, yeah. mm, it explodes oh. out. I don't know. Gosh. That's a... That's, a th- well, that's one theory. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so this book, I don't know. If, I mean, maybe there are people out there who really love Murakami. Actually, I know a friend who really likes Murakami. She's Do, a girl. Does she say why? Does she explain no, to you why? No, but we were in high school and stuff. I feel like in high school, maybe you'd like Murakami because you're young and you don't you haven't read much or know much. So, like, it seems, like, insightful and deep, like, the themes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there are some, like, bits in this book that, you, that like, makes you stop and think twice about, like, what, he, what he's written. Um, yeah. Yeah, and those kind of things can be, like, attractive about the book. Like, one mm. of the things that is repeated is she says... Um, the girlfriend says to him, you can put a lid on a memory, but you can't hide history. And, mm-hmm. like, that's what she likes to repeat, to urge him to, like, find out what happened. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah, you can keep suppressing it, but, like, what mm. history is real and what's happened has happened. So mm-hmm, you should go find out and stuff like that. I also didn't yeah. buy that relationship either with, like, Sarah and Sukuru. Like, I don't mm. know how... Like, it just seemed not genuine to me, their relationship and how she, he led her into, like, something so deep and let her convince him to confront something that he had been so, like, that he'd been hiding and repressing for, like, 16 years or something. And yeah. she was just some random chick who was like, oh, I don't think we can carry on this relationship if you're going to be so emotionally stunted or something. I'm like, who are you? You don't have a psychologist degree. Like, exactly. <laughs> she's she so was bossy a, in his she life. She was more of a therapist than a yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, it was really weird. And it was only like their second date and she was like yeah. taking charge of his emotional maturity or something. I was mm. like, man, you're going to get whipped. Seriously. Yeah, there wasn't really any... It was weird. Um, there wasn't really any development to that no. relationship. So no. on both sides, you're like, why does Sarah even like Sakura? Yeah. And why does Sakura like her? Like, he's, he's talking about... He talks about how, like, he's never actually wanted to marry someone or felt so strongly about someone, you yeah. know? Like, he says that stuff, but then you're just like why like apart yeah. from the fact that she dresses well and bosses yeah. you around like is that is that why <laughs> yeah it, that relationship really isn't developed and i yeah my favorite relationship in this whole book was between him and haida me too but, yeah because i think at least that story, that was real like, it it was real and it like it was developed in a it was almost like a I mean, he does have a homoerotic dream about him, but it was a platonic relationship, but it was somewhat romantic in the sense that Haida kind of appears in his life at a time when he's really lonely and about to hit rock bottom. Yeah. And they have a really nice, for the lack of a better word, romance. Like, they swim together and they listen to music together. And, you know, Haida tells him Cooks for him. Oh, yeah, cooks for him. On the weekend, and and they sleep over on the weekend. Yeah, they sleep over at each other's houses. Yeah, Yeah, but it's it's... like a romantic friendship, like, very idealistic. They only have each other, and they fit together well, and they enjoy listening to each other, and, you know, Mm. they're like two pieces of a puzzle, except he disappears. Yeah. But, yeah, I really liked him, too. Without a trace. Yeah. That was probably my favorite part of the of the book because even the relationships that he has with those four friends that he t- keeps talking about as this like mystical harmony that they yeah, have that so, you'll never experience again. Yeah. But so tight. Yeah. Did everything together. 
Exactly. But then apart from what he, the way he describes them and how he says that they were super harmonious, mm. because no... it's, you know, it's in the past and they don't really do flashbacks or anything like that. Mm. You don't, you don't really get a real sense of how close they were either. Yeah. But I think the only real intimacy was him and Haida. Yeah, I agree. That was, that was his true love and he disappeared without a trace. You know, I read a really funny comment on um, Goodreads about like the ending and this guy goes, I was hoping, um, I was hoping for some thread that connected his life together in some meaningful way. He said, like, you find out that Sarah was actually Haida after a sex change and that he had murdered Shiro. (laughs) Like, yeah. I don't care how crazy it is, but tell me what happened to Haida. And yeah. do you know what I mean? And then I also yeah. read some that I don't have it in front of me, but I also have read some that were saying like Haida wasn't real and that he mm. was actually like, uh, it was like a disjointed personality of, of um, Sukuru. So yeah, he yeah, had yeah. like split himself into two almost. And uh-huh. that Haida's disappearing was almost the same time as like Shiro's rape. Or something, right, right. or murder, murder, yeah, and like yeah, how yeah. it was actually him that murdered him, and like you know all this kind of thing. But it yeah. was all like you could. It's not real. Like, do you know what I mean? There's not enough but, clues to make these theories real. But I understand though the temptation to do these conspiracy theories though because yeah, and maybe point, that's what people like, like about them. I was like, at a point, I was thinking, oh, maybe Sakuru is like an unreliable narrator and he actually yeah, did yeah, yeah. break Shiro. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, maybe he's her. a schizophrenic or something. Yeah. And he has blackouts. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or this but is all, this, he's telling this all from like the psychiatric hospital or some, yeah. or, or some crazy twist like oh, that. Even though yeah. I knew, that would have been good. I, I knew that a, that a crazy twist like that was not coming. Oh. But, even he says stuff <laughs> so like, even he questions himself because he's like, he, he has these very strange sex dreams about Shiro. And, yeah, violent ones. Yeah, that seem to be kind of consistent with mm. like the fact that he, um, sh- she accused him of raping her, mm. even though he didn't even know of that accusation until much later on. And mm. then he kind of even has to ask himself like, did I rape her? Yeah. And, and the same with the murder. Like, later on when he meets with Eri and they talk and about And he, like, relives um, it in his mind and how he yeah, could have done does. it. Exactly. Yeah. So those kind of, like, things make you think, what's happening? Like, yeah. is there some weird dimension where he, like... Yeah, I thought about that too. You know? Yeah. I didn't really know what to yeah. make of it, you know? And like, then I was like, you know that fable about that guy who, like, ch- um, traded the gift of, like, being able to see people's colours for death and stuff. Yes, and yes. And I was like, oh, maybe Shiro had done that, and that's why she died. And Oh. I don't know, like, I just did not understand why that story came. And they both mm. played the piano as well. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, maybe, but nah. And, and then yeah. um, what about if, like, I think I read this one, though, about maybe it was Sakura's dad who had raped Shiro. Oh. Because you know how his dad died, dies, and he tries to tell Sukuru something, but he isn't able to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's why maybe Shiro said it was Sukuru. Like, I just had no idea why Shiro would, out of the blue, be like, Sukuru raped me. Like, it was so weird. Well, I guess Eri tries to explain it, saying that, 
you know, she but was... But all her theories are lame. They are kind of lame. <laughs> Every time she says a theory, I'm like, no, no, that's not it. Next one. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't really... Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. Like, the that is another thing that bothered me about the book and is also, um, I think, a result of the fact that it's a male na- narrator and a male author, mm. is that Shiro is probably the most interesting character in the whole book. Mm. And yet... And so much, so many horrible things happen to her. Like she's raped, yeah. she's becomes pregnant from the rape. She miscarries. She has an um, she has an eating disorder, and then she's murdered. Yeah. Um, mysteriously, but yeah. yet we never hear from her herself. Yeah, you know? like, I, it's almost he doesn't know what to do with her, or how to describe what would be going in her mind. Exactly, and you know we don't even get a chance to look into like mm. her perspective. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even attempt to. You know, it's mm. almost like like. It's almost like the author is committing these atrocities on her because she's like she's got no say. Like we don't yeah. know like what she's going through, and we don't mm. have. And yeah, you know, as you said, like the other characters make lame assumptions about why she may have done these they're things. Very you know? shallow and lame. Like they're very, yeah, yeah. That was very unsatisfying. Yeah, it was. <laughs> One thought that kind of stuck with me, though, like, um, you, like how when um, Sakura meets with Eri and they talk about like her murder and things like that, and mm. I think he kind of like I think he I think he communicates something to the degree of like, was it me or something? Like, like you said, he like kind of relives it in his mind, and I think he like kind of hints at a kind of confusion thing, and yeah. then Eri says something back that's kind of like, oh. I thought that too, as in, yeah. like, even though they didn't do the act themselves, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. maybe we all play a part in yeah. what's happened. And yeah. I don't know, I, I thought that was, like, maybe something worth, like, lingering on or thinking about. Mm, like, mm-mm. just thinking about, you know, maybe the idea that more people are responsible for things that happen than you think yeah do you know what I mean like usually someone's murdered and you find a murderer and you put him in jail or like something really horrible happens like you know Hitler or like you know you know lots lots of horrible things happen yeah like human trafficking or whatever um Mm. and we always try to find that one person who's gone wrong and is evil Mm -hmm. and try to find the pinpoint but there's like probably many 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 more players like almost yeah but if you you can really go really far with it like almost like a butterfly effect like if i hadn't been there at this time and then, do you know yeah. what i mean but yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. there the circle is much much wider than we think yeah i yeah. thought that was like interesting that is yeah you're right that is interesting and one like the, the idea of that it's just not like it's not just i think you know when something horrible happened, like a tragedy happens like that, mm. that remains completely unsolved and you have mm. no answers and only questions. Yeah. Um, you know, you do start to think about like the complex web that surrounds that, that event. And, mm. you know, like whether you as someone in that person's life did yeah. something or contributed to that in some way. Yeah. Even remotely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That was interesting. Yeah. And I think that whole interaction with, between, um, Tsukuru and, Airy that goes on for quite a while. Yeah. I think maybe if I read that in a different context. I was like, when's context, her husband coming home? I know. I was like, are they going to make out? <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't thinking that. Oh, my gosh. But I was because like. Because Airy does confess that she was in love with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, but... 
it's like, what's going to happen here in this no, but I was just remote saying, how cabin in Finland? The dad and two girls go get ice cream. Like, <laughs> they've been talking for hours. They even say, like, the sun's starting to set or something. They're probably just waiting outside, stalling because they're oh, still talking. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe. That's <laughs> kind. But, yeah. um, I mean, you know, it's this beautiful setting. They're in this remote cabin in, uh, in, 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 Finland, they're surrounded by like the handmade pottery of Ari mm. and her husband, mm. and they're having this very cathartic moment where they're talking about things that they haven't talked about with anyone ever, you know. Yeah. And um, there was this one, and you know, it was. I think I kind of just ran through it because I wanted to, wanted things to be revealed and exposed rather than kind of trying to appreciate this moment that these two characters were having. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, there was this one bit that I highlighted that I liked. Um, yeah. I think it was when they were hugging. Yeah. One of the many times they were hugging and it says... Is it about the breasts? Um, no, it's not about the breasts. It's the one thing that is not about <laughs> breasts. Um, it says, um, they didn't speak. Words were powerless now, like a pair of dancers who had stopped mid-step. They simply held each other quietly, giving themselves up to the flow of time. Time that encompassed both, both past and present and even a portion of the future. And so I think, you know, these, this moment that, um, Eri and Suku have, I think that would hit, um, a lot of people who, uh, you know, have, mm. have those kind of lost, have lost touch with old friends and loved ones and, mm. you know, have regrets about it, you know, about not reaching out, about never talking about it, you know, and mm. that, um, that moment of like seeing them say like 20 years later and, and hugging them, you know, that, yeah. That was kind of nice. I think that's true. I maybe appreciated we that. would, yeah. Maybe we would have more like feels with this book if we were in that place. Yeah, you know, yeah. feeling lonely, thinking about mm. your high school childhood friends, mm. and yeah, for maybe for older people, this book would be more relatable. Yeah, I mean, there were certain points that I thought like, oh, if if I was in, you know, if I was in a certain context, and maybe I would appreciate this book more. Mm. Um, but yeah, but right now I'm not, that's, that's not how I'm feeling. I think, you know, it really like how, where you are at in a certain, when you, when you consume something, whether it's a book or a, a, a movie or whatever, I think mm. it really does affect how you respond to it. Yeah. Like it can completely change it from like hating it to loving it. Like I've watched that's movies true. where I've really like not enjoyed it at all the first time, but then mm. say the next time I watched it, I was feeling really blue and I watched mm. it and I like I loved it you know mm. that kind of that kind of thing yeah that's yeah. true yeah mm. it is quite a blue book there's a lot of sadness in this it book is. you know I mean he is a very lonely like passive introvert guy yeah and, and his yeah. sadness is like a big thing in this book about how like it, it becomes almost this like physical thing by the end of it he speaks mm. of it like a, a rock or like a, like a sharp pain that he feels mm. and yeah yeah you know, he's feelings. never been able to address it but then yeah you know throughout his pilgrimage he finally is able to acknowledge it and um mm. process it i guess well murakami i just looked up is a 68 year old man yeah yeah Japanese he's an man. old dude yeah, yeah 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 so i think yeah maybe he is writing more for people like him <laughs> for girls like us yeah, yeah yeah i don't think we're not really his target audience no so I, I would probably be curious to know <laughs> i'd be curious to know like why your friend who's probably are around the same yeah. with us right and um why they would why they yeah, like his she writing still does yeah so let us know if you like murakami and you're deeply offended <laughs>
<laughs> you know? Yeah. But maybe, yeah. you know, I think it also has to do with my nature. Like, I'm a very results-oriented person. And when mm. people say, like, it's not about the result, it's about the process. Like, it's yeah. not about the destination, it's the journey. I'm just like, mm. I want to Shut hit up. you. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. really my thing. I'm trying to be more like that because yeah. I see the benefits of it. But, yeah. you know, it's not my base personality. So yeah. I think when people are like, oh, I don't think you're actually meant to get something out of it. I think <laughs> you just enjoy it. I'm just like, no, I did not devote every, like, spare moment of my life. <laughs> yeah. Not to have a result. <laughs> Sounds like a waste of time. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you are right that, like, those mysteries are the ones that, like, linger in your mind more. Like, yeah, yeah. then to be yeah. wrapped up and so I can file it away. But at the same time, then you have really wasted my time and you will continue to for years. <laughs> wow. You know, by taking up that, like, it's almost like having like unread emails, you know, and wow. you know, the little notification in your window. Yep. Yep. And you just can't get rid of it. Wow, you really are task oriented. Like you need to no. take stuff off and clear it out need of your... to. I don't need to, but I very, very much enjoy it. I see. Yeah, yes. I'm kind of like that too. I am. I do. Yeah. I do like that. But I think you know, with this particular book, I didn't expect that, and so I think it didn't yeah, bother me as much. Yeah, yeah. I kind of knew what I was getting in for, and in fact, there was more resolution than I expected. There was more mm. plot. There was more yeah. character development. More resolution than I expected. So I was like, yay! Oh, and so yeah. the the mysteries that remained unsolved, though, yeah, it was annoying. I would very much like to know what happened, especially to um, Haida, yeah, um, uh, yeah. and and Shiro. Um, even though they were unsolved, I didn't mind so much. And I tried to, especially with Haida, I tried, and I did kind of enjoy what, you know, what it was. Yeah, me too. Even though, yeah. I think I want to know more about Haida than Shiro, if I had to choose one. That's true, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm really interested where he went to. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like he may have, like, killed himself or something too, because he... He, his exit was so abrupt and he, um, it's like he told the university that he was leaving and yet he didn't Mm. tell, um, and he didn't tell Sakuru. So yeah, who knows, but we will, we will never know. I guess this is why people, um, could they not find him on Facebook? (laughs) They, I I don't think think he ever told her. They could have tried. No, I don't think he, he told her about Haida. And I think, and honestly, I think it's because... Sakura himself was so disinterested in what happened to these people who leave him because he's yeah. this kind of woe is me character, like pity party, For who's sure. like, everyone comes, finds out that I'm boring and empty, and then they yeah. leave me. Like, that is the yeah. story of my life. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and he yeah, just... you, you are boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, you hit the nail on the head, my yeah. friend. But at least yeah, it sounds so... like he's rich. <laughs> At least it's got money. Him a fortune, yeah, a property fortune. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought you know, like, because he, he Haida talks about his dad, who in his twenties also left college and started like wandering around. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I thought, or oh, maybe Haida had chosen to do the same thing or something. Yeah, I mean, this it's book could have many, cold. many yeah. spin-offs that would be way more interesting than Sakura's story. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 
Like some yeah. feminist Japanese author should write like a spin-off about Shiro and her story and allow yeah. her to tell it, you know? And not make it about powerful erections and things. Yeah, or breasts. Heated yeah. breasts. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. <gasps> See, Minji, this like, is... Don't you yeah. get it? Like, this is why I have this general, like, aversion to books written by men that are yeah, about men, okay. you know? Especially Asian men. Yeah, it's, it's probably even worse because they're not even, like... They probably don't even have an awareness of what they're doing no no yeah. no yeah zero i was thinking that just now how like oh i got in heather to like read a book by a male author this year yeah i think that was one of the things you didn't want to do this year but to be honest i didn't hate it yeah, i yeah yeah I think maybe, like, the <sighs> enjoyment of reading an adult novel again and, mm. you know, the fact that, you know, surprisingly it kind of was a page-turner, even yeah, though by no, the final page you wanted it. to, like, kill someone. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I did really enjoy it up until the last moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was really into it. Yeah, the reading yeah. experience is enjoyable. It yeah, moves. Yeah. It, it's yeah. quite a fast-moving story. Yeah, and so... I appreciated that. Yeah. Now all of you know what to expect. <laughs> if you yeah. still want to read this book after all the spoilers, like at mm. least you won't be disappointed. But I would say yeah. like the writing and the different stories and episodes that are weaved in, like it is pretty interesting. So w- will we be reading another Murakami or what? Yeah, that's the thing. I <laughs> didn't enjoy it so much that I would read another one. I think no. I'm satisfied <laughs> that I've read one. In yeah. fact, I've read two. You haven't remember the last one. Yeah, yeah. And you gave it I another think- go. Yeah, and I think I, I've, I've given him a fair go, as we say, and I now know that I don't really want to read his stuff. Yes, me too. Which is fair. Yeah. I will not be as generous as Heather as to read another <laughs> Murakami. Um, I will just write him off on this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least now I can say I read it and I know what it's mm. about. And if, I, if yeah. anyone says to me that they love Murakami, I can either yeah. like argue with them or roll my eyes. Yeah can engage in that conversation yeah. i am and, curious yeah, i can I actually, engage now whereas before i was like oh i googled why is murakami so popular because oh, <laughs> like even though this book yeah it was a pretty good read i didn't see like the like this x factor that would make him really stand out amongst all japanese authors you know like yeah. he's literally the only japanese author that you know most western people could probably name right mm-hmm. yeah um like so i don't i don't really see what makes him so uh, amazing mm. and and why um you know why people love his work so much i mean there is definitely a unique quality about his about his writing compared to yeah. western writers but maybe yes. that's more of just his like japaneseness than him <laughs> himself yeah. you know so yeah i do I kind know. of like of all the asian books we've read i do like that unique quality that asian writers bring yeah. It is very different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not yeah. sure. Please not sure. tell us. Please enlighten yes. us. Yes. You know, well read friends. Yes, yeah. Friends. On our Facebook. Yeah. I hope and um, if you, Heather, you if, get some energy to edit this. I hope Maybe so. Maybe you too. should just put it up raw. I could do that. You know what? Yeah. Maybe I just will do that. Like no It's better than not doing it. Yeah. So yeah. if we get <laughs> Just put the opening song and the closing song. You don't have to do the middle songs. Yeah, so at this yeah. point, I'm literally, like, a week and a half away from my due date. It's messed um, up from the most painful day. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. Nah, Why it could be. Me? I mean, have you learned a lot of pain management? Like, is it going to be cool or what? 
Um, it's not going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> the pain management even just makes the pain sound worse because yeah. there's so much you need to do to manage the pain. Yeah. <laughs> because the, there's like there's books so and books pain. and books on it. Yeah. Exactly. But yes, well, um, mm. I do, I have said as I will have some time assuming the baby comes on time or a bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to do the pod. But if yeah. not, if I don't have time, then this pod might just go up as a raw file like a few weeks from now when or I have like maybe five they'll Maybe they'll release it, like, after we're dead. Like, we'll be, like, so what? popular and recognisable that, like, you know how, like, Ernest Hemingway, like, oh, they got all his, like, unfinished works and they released it? That escalated And then they were like, oh, my gosh, you know? Also, we should leave this permanently in our archives as, like, the, as the unpublished pod. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Released posthumously. Yeah. Posthumously, yes. Posthumously. <laughs> yes. Um... That's the plan. Uh, We'll see. We'll play it by ear. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So for all of you guys listening out there, um, yeah, I guess hope and pray with us that this label goes well. Yeah. But by the time you're listening to this, I'll probably be um, like holding a small child being completely sleep deprived. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo. And also (laughs) I'm actually going to Korea next week. Oh, yeah. So hoping, yeah, so I'm hoping to see Heather before she gives birth. Um, or maybe after, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know when it's all going to happen. So I exactly. arrive on the 11th, but your due date's on the 15th, so we don't yeah. have much time. Mm. Um, yes, and so, yeah, an exciting new chapter of our life begins, especially yeah. for you. Look, there will be an, there will be another next episode. episode? Yeah. There will be. We yeah. will we'll try really hard and yeah. even if that means we have to review like a picture book that has 10 pages, we'll That's still do true. it. Yeah, we'll still we, do we can it. try to record something. Maybe you can let us know on Facebook how long you think is acceptable for Heather to be on maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. From the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Yeah, or we'll, if you want we'll to put, think. if you want to put yourself forward as a suitable te- but yet temporary replacement, please don't. Please, please don't. Oh. We're gonna get the most ridiculous people. <laughs> Maybe that'll make it even more fun. Like, I think Michael Kim probably wants to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks everyone. Thanks for sticking through with us. Yeah, thanks for um, listening. Let us know what you think about Murakami. <laughs> And we'll give you an update on Heather and everything soon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.